Cooking the Books is a podcast about food and literature, the inspiration behind the stories, and how these recipes come to life in my kitchen. Come for the books, stay for the food. What's Up ABQ is a proud member of the Barillas Podcasters Guild. I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And this is season three of What's Up ABQ. Welcome back to What's Up ABQ. I am Ryan. And I am Chris. Today we have a very special interview. Ooh. Who's, who are we interviewing? I'm interviewing Chris. Uh, who am I interviewing? Am I, gonna, I, am I inter- interviewing you? You are interviewing Ryan. Oh, nice. So um, we actually didn't have a guest this week, which is fine, because like uh, we thought about it, and we did. You know, what's up, ABQ is is a podcast to kind of tell you. Like, it is what, a podcast. What, what, it is a podcast, but it's like to tell you, kind of like to to tell the the listener mm. what's going on in ABQ. Mm-hmm. You, know, what, you know, we interview people and uh, and and say hey, like with businesses or artists or musicians, and. Really, the biggest thing that's been going on is is COVID nineteen. Where? Everywhere. What? All over the place. <laughs> now. What? How? Yes. And I'm really glad you brought this up, Chris, because yeah. a potential break between us has emerged. What do you mean? I am Team Pfizer. Oh yeah, and I'm Team Moderna. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, the Moderna Mafia doesn't get it. Pfizer. Well, whatever, man. <laughs> Blue versus red. Son. Mm-hmm. So I I joined during COVID. Mm-hmm. So I've never got to do a show like with you and then and with our guests live. Like we, on location? No, we never have. Never once. No. It'll come back. So I wanted – so we thought about this. We did. And we're like, Ryan has had his, his second Pfizer shot. I did literally yesterday. Yesterday. I have one, one Moderna, and on the 29th of April, I'll have my second Moderna. And then mid-May, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Everything's good to go. Right. Everything. So we're kind of on the cusp of like everything going back to whatever normality we can go to as best we can. I feel like we're going forward. We're but... going forward. We're, we're marching forward. Things are happening. Things are changing. And here's my question mm. to us. Mm. What are we looking forward to? With the COVID nineteen pandemic, the quarantine being lifted, you know, like people want, you know, we're two people about town, and so let's tell people what we're looking forward to, like what we're excited about, like where we want to go. Sure. All right. Well, starting existentially, mm-hmm. I think that, and this is why I said going forward instead of going back, because. If you remember, because I remember right before all this happened, it was chaos in the streets. It was like everything is happening right now, right now, right now, right now, you know? Like everybody's going breakneck speed. Like there's no time for like that sigh of relief that we all know that we need, but no one wants to admit, you know, like work wants to be the number one thing. Um, Like you have to keep up with everything. Like, you know, social media is going off the chain, you know, right. It's just, it's insane. And that was just like this normal that we had all kind of settled into and COVID happened. And I feel like we were forced to take a big collective, 
you know, yeah. whether we wanted to or not. Okay. You know, like I mentioned before we started recording, uh, someone online had said, you know, the one thing that that none of us none of us could give up during COVID was work. Yeah. And I felt that that was very insightful. That's very true. Yeah. And so when I say going forward, I I hope. Well, let, well, let me stop you. Let me ask you this question first before we go into the next part. What has been the hardest thing for you during the pandemic? Honestly? Yeah. Okay. So you guys probably don't know. Um, so the summer of COVID 2020, I was laid off from my job in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went it for unemployment. It was laid off due to COVID, you know, straight textbook sort of case. You think I never heard back from the state. I called their number 40 times a day. Wow. And I never got through for months. Wow. And I never got through to a real person. I, I did my, my due diligence online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I never, you know, we had to be re- really creative and mm-hmm. really tight yeah. on how to actually make it, you know, especially during the summer and the fall. It was really hard. Yeah. So that was the hardest thing. And then like, you know, everyone's saying, oh, you know, we're getting this COVID money and like, it's great. And I was like, well, cool. Boy, what's getting, that like? You weren't getting it at all. No, not at all. Not a thing. And this is when I met you. Yeah. And so like, to be honest, like I'm used to people that are like vocal and they're like, hey, I'm actually struggling. La, 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 la. I had no idea you were because like you, you're not very vocal about it. You were like yeah. very reserved. You don't really tell people anything about like your struggles. And, yeah. and it's like, so I, I would have never known that unless you said it like later on. But early on, I would have never known that. And that's been a really hard, hard thing for, for me and for stuff, you know, um, just before, you know, Lindsay and I started What's Baby Q, we, mm-hmm. we had moved from Missouri to here. And I mentioned before in other episodes, you know, you know, I, I, I do marketing, I, I do PR, I do stuff like that. And even in a town where it's, you know, it's dirt cheap to live, we were struggling to get by. Right. We, we moved here for job reasons mainly. And, um, um, one of the reasons I love starting What's a Baby Q is because I got to learn about all the different things going on in town because I legitimately wanted to know. But I wanted to, you know, change our future, you know, change how we lived it. But it's really hard for me anyways. I don't know about anybody else, but it's really hard for me. I feel like I have these unspoken pressures where I have to do well. Yeah. I have to succeed. Success is such a big thing mm-hmm. before COVID. And then COVID happened and it was like, we all have issues. We're all struggling different ways, but it's still been hard for me to like not hide weakness. Yeah. You know, Uh, that makes sense. I understand that. I would say the hardest thing for me, I mean, obviously I didn't have the financial like issue like you did. And I, and I, and I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's harsh. I mean, that's, that's a rough one. Like, you know, not knowing cause like you, you're in a new area, not knowing where to go for a job. Yeah. I had to fight and struggle mm-hmm. to, to get where I am now, where I'm doing marketing for Albuquerque Habitat for Humanity. I had to, I had to fight, pull out all the stops. You, you had to fight and struggle yeah, so that you could fight and struggle. <laughs> Welcome to, to non-podcast Ryan world. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> what you're saying. Right. So for me, like I'm a social animal. Mm. And like, like you've said it, you, you, you've seen it. You're very, you know, you're very non honest human being. You're like, you're like, well, there's Chris Burnett and then there's podcast Chris. There's like, <laughs> and like when I go out in the public, I'm, I, I have, you know, when I'm talking to my friends, I'm one way. And then whenever like the public is there, I'm a different way. There's like a switch. There's like a switch. Yeah. 
and uh, I've I've known it for a long time, but mm. not many people notice it. But uh, anyway, I, I thrive on social atmosphere. I thrive on groups. I struggle with like intimate situations. So dealing with COVID has been really rough for me mm. to where like the most people you might see is one person a week. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like one of those things where when I got interviewed for a, a government clearance, they were like, how many people do you, do you interact with in, in, this, in a week? And I was like 15 to 20. Mm-hmm. And the lady looked at me and she goes, are you honestly telling me you talk to 15 to 20 people a week? And I said, yes. Yeah, I believe that. And she was like shocked. And she was like, can you just narrow it down to five? And I <laughs> said, sure. And so doing the whole Zoom hangout, I go to this yearly underground music festival, and that was missing that for the first. I mean, this all sounds like first world problems, but that it was what it was. I mean, you know, it's hard. It's hard. Like it's hard to like. Everyone has their struggle. Yeah, and it's like these are things that I just like look forward to, and like you know, and, and interacting with people has been super difficult. Like, there's not you know, and so like right now we're so on the cusp. People are chomping at the bit, chomping yeah. at the bit to like just go you know and it's like you know what do you think the world's going to be like in like two months well again i mean i don't know i always worry there's going to be another relapse yeah you know despite new mexico being the number one for the covid rollout stuff for the for the vaccines yeah which is great um good job everybody i think that every hundred years or so Mm -hmm. humankind faces some kind of viral disease sure everyone says oh this is unprecedented it's not it's precedent yeah Yeah, if you're a student of history you know that you know what we had the smash influenza about a hundred years ago and and every single thing we've gone through with this they went through yeah except except they didn't have you know technology they couldn't they couldn't actually you know, more or less track this globally. Right, right. They they didn't have the rollout options. Like no. they didn't have the understanding of medicine that we do now. But they also were more dispersed. This <laughs> is know? true. And there was less people. Yeah, less people. So and, and and also they're a little more used to like death in those days. Yeah. You had like ten kids and like four died. You yeah. know, that's just how it was. That yeah. was that was just life in those days. <laughs> You know, you, you got to have a lot of kids to run the farm. Old man Chris is gonna tell us how it you, was. You gotta have a lot of kids <laughs> run the farm, you know. Oh man. I mean, they did it. No, 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 no. I, I, you know, I, I believe you. And, you know, but they all like, it's funny because like I was reading, I was reading about uh, Spanish flu and uh, Mm -hmm. World War One ended. Yeah. And they had a, they had a, uh, not relapse, but what do you call it? Uh, They went out and partied because World War One ended. And it, and, it, it, and it caused it to boost up again. Well, you know, like, and, yeah, that sounds all familiar. Okay, because I remember, I remember, because I, I wasn't, it wasn't a podcast, but I was yeah. doing this thing called Friday Night Reads for a while, yeah. just for give people during COVID something to do. And uh, I was remember I was the first mm-hmm. Friday that New Mexico had some kind of ban lift. Okay. And I was driving up to um, this bookstore here in town where I would do do the the live reads on my Facebook. People were nuts outside. You could feel it in the yeah, air. Yeah. Like people were driving crazy. People mm-hmm. were out. And then, of course, two weeks later, you know, yeah. surprise, surprise, guess what happened? The yeah. COVID ferry came again. It went back up. Yeah. And, and and so it's like, I feel like we went from an age where everybody had an opinion. Everybody was outraged. Things were moving at hyper speed. Yeah. And now we have this thing that doesn't care what you think. 
No. Doesn't care what political affiliation you have. Doesn't care where you live. Mm-mm. Doesn't care. Doesn't care what you need to do. No, or what you're used to, or what you look forward to. No, like hopes and dreams. It, 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 it's a disease. It doesn't care. Yeah. Um, it's a plague, and um, it changes the fabric of reality as we know it. Yeah, this might sound controversial. I'm not trying to be, but I feel like nobody wants it to be a plague that makes us, you know, take a real deep, long look at ourselves. Yeah, but something needed to to say stop. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't necessarily think that that I mean, it could be controversial, but I don't necessarily disagree with that. Like there there was something that needed like I feel like maybe we were distracted. Yeah. And we needed to not be. Yeah. And, and, and that sounds terrible. Like, I don't know. You know, I don't I don't I don't believe in hoaxes and coincidences and all that shit. But like everything has changed in outlook for everybody. Like people are were more focused on certain things and, mm-hmm. and less focused on other things, which, you know could be good i don't know yeah but man i've never seen in like the like i I, i've said this on my my own show i've never seen there's certain things i never thought would happen legal wise and like Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of them and then all of a sudden like all in one patch they're all the things i thought i wanted to happen happened Hmm. you know legalization of marijuana Mm -hmm. in 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 you know new mexico and it's and then federally it's could happen um, all of the alcohol laws have changed quickly, and it's mm-hmm. almost like we we sat down and, and stopped worrying about like hamster wheel things. Hamster, yeah, yeah. And we're like, what do we actually need? Yeah. What could actually help us? What what could really help us here? You know. And I'm not saying alcohol delivery is like the end all be all, but I mean in New Mexico where we have a, a lot of you know DWIs, I, I say that you know. But like with COVID, when you're stuck at home, a lot mm-hmm. of people drink. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was one of them. Sure. You know, um, what else are you going to do? And like yeah. you, you I think it's interesting you bring this up because I feel like one of the things it did is, is it made us, made us, forced us to be aware of our own mental health. Absolutely. You know, mental. And that, and that, that honestly is probably the number one thing. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, mental health is like now at the forefront of a lot of things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how's your mental health at work? Because now all of a sudden your job is like, they're like, they'll call you work from home and they call you and they're like, hey, how are you doing? I just want you to know you're doing a great job, by the way. And there's like super like amounts of like attention paid to that. It's funny. It's funny because I was talking with a coworker today about this. The whole like kind of what's parodied in the office, that's dying. Like this, this killed Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I, I personally, I feel like about damn time because I'm a marketer, for example. Yeah. I don't need to be in an office. No. I don't. And like every boss that I have come across so far, and correct me if I'm wrong, every boss that I have known who doesn't believe in working remotely has control issues. So it has nothing to do with the physical work being done. Absolutely not. Well, well, so, and then there's a little bit of turn on that. I feel like, I feel like there's, there's, we've also found out the flip of that. Mm -hmm. So we found out that not all jobs need to be done at work. They can Mm -hmm. be done from home, but not all people can work from home. That's true. Some people don't, they don't function well in that, which is fine. Some people need structure Mm -hmm. and they know it. Like, you know, it's, it's not one of those things you need to be told. Mm -hmm. If you need structure, you probably know it, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's an interesting thing. If you like being told that you need structure, you need structure. (laughs) Right. No, I've actually talked to people and they're like, I don't, I don't thrive very well at home. Mm -hmm. Like I need somebody to give me a deadline. I need somebody to be on my ass about shit. And I'm like, oh, wow, I I am not one of those people. No, I mean, me neither. 
like and so that's cool if you if you need that <laughs> of some way shape or form cool but like i don't know like this is revolutionary stuff because in albuquerque new mexico world it's a little bit easier to have room to have affordable places to live but in many places in the u.s and across the world that that's not a reality anymore and so being able to work remotely means that you could conceivably live in nowheresville usa live like a king because you're making x figures right compared to the rest of the town right you know and that's going to in turn i think potentially revitalize small towns change the face of you know like the flyover states economy change like the you know like median income mm-hmm. in places because like that's that's a thing it's like we have so many people leaving california mm-hmm. coming here yeah so many people going to texas texas mm-hmm. dallas texas is actually montana montana yeah and so that you know that's interesting so on the cusp of where we're at mm. you being a person who moved back right before covid you haven't really got to do much what are you looking forward to now well Okay, so when we first started the show, one of the big kind of personal selfish reasons was because I legitimately enjoy hanging out with Lindsay. Yeah. Whenever I'd come back for holidays or summer or whatever I was visiting, you know, Lindsay would always know these really cool dive barish sort of places around town. I don't mm-hmm. know how she did, but she does. Yeah. And and she's like, Hey, come check us out. Or I just end up in her car. I'm like, where are we going? Yeah. It's like, here's this cool place I found. And it always ended up being cool, mm-hmm. you know, and like nobody would know about it. She's just, oh, I'm not making the stuff. She's just like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I missed that time in my life by being in a different state for college because I feel like one of the reasons Albuquerque is special is because it actually has a culture that celebrates youth instead of kind of shunting it away. Uh, I mean, hecking, you know, if you, you go to any of the, the first Fridays, it's, it's, it's all downtown, you know, mm-hmm. and it's awesome to see so many places don't have that. Yeah. And so I feel like looking forward and this podcast is helping me do this and being part of the Burles Podcasters Guild is helping me do this mm-hmm. is be a part of, that, you know, and, and it literally a lot of times I feel like when I'm actually out on location somewhere, I don't have a lot to say. I know that might sound ironic because I'm on a podcast, but I like being a fly on the wall and just watching. Sure. I like watching yeah. people. I like enjoying the atmosphere. I, I relish in the fact that we have so many amazing craft breweries, craft coffee shops. Like there's artists, there's things going on. Hell, you know, I, I had a little bit of time to kill before I came, came over to your house, Chris, and I went down the sidetrack. I just sat there, mm-hmm. had a beer, and I watched people. Didn't do a thing. Didn't bring a book. Wasn't on my phone. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And that's what I'm looking forward to, and it's starting to happen. Yeah. So what about you? Well, hold on. Okay, sorry. So sorry. we're at the uh, break point. Oh, so you, are you going to do the break this time? So let's let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and I'll I'll start going where uh, I'll I'll tease that. Well, I'll come back. Yeah. Okay. So. What's Up ABQ is proud to be sponsored by Daisy Sticker Company. Fun stickers and affordable prices. Do you want your business, group, or team on a decal, cup, pop socket, or business card? Just contact Daisy Sticker on Instagram at Daisy Sticker Co. And now find them on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co. 1. They'll print your artwork or design custom-made artwork for you. Add the promo code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. Daisy Sticker Company, cool stickers and cool prices. 
Look for them on Instagram at Daisy Sticker Co. and now on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co. One. They help bring you What's Up ABQ. Hey guys, it's Chris here from What's Up ABQ. It's that time of the year, people are getting sick, you got the sniffles, somebody's coughing, you don't know what's going on. You're like, hey, I better make an appointment with my doctor. And you find out that could take quite some time. Well, I'm here to tell you about Southwest Labs. They make medical testing easy and simple. You can skip the hassle of making an appointment with your doctor. They offer a variety of tests, including STD testing, prostate screening, diabetes, and hey, they have that all-important COVID-19 test. Simply choose your test, get tested, get the results, and you can even uh, get a doctor's interpretation virtually. Southwest Labs has locations in Albuquerque and Las Cruces. Just call 505-609-LABS or visit southwestlab.com. So hey, if you want to get lab results and you don't want to wait, southwestlab.com. Calm. This podcast is a member of the Borellis Podcasters Guild, and we can advertise your business or organization. Get more info by contacting us at info at BorellisPodcastersGuild.com and visit our website at BorellisPodcastersGuild.com. We're back. Uh, welcome back to What's Up, Baby Q. I'm Chris. And I'm Ryan. And uh, we have no guests this uh, show. so We are the guests. We are the guests. And we're talking post COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. So the question on the floor right now is, you know, I asked Ryan before we went to break what he's looking forward to. I mean, how long do we have? Twenty minutes? As long as you want, man. Oofta, yeah, right. It's, it's a it's a it's a podcast. Yeah, as right. long as you want. I know. <laughs> so there are so many things I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, really, it's it's going to be like a stair step process. Mm-hmm. So I get my vaccine, the second one on the 29th, and then May 13th is when I'll be cleared to be, you know, like you're fully vaccinated, all that huh. stuff. So the first thing I'm looking forward to is actually hanging out in a room with all my friends who've all vaccinated, no mask. And I, and I know that like a lot of people do that already. And my friends don't, we do not. And we did not jump the line. We, we, we've all taken really great. And I don't, you know, we're not better than anybody, but we've, we've done it right. We've done, we've listened to all the rules and we're doing it right. Now with that, I'm all about, like the CDC said to do this, the governor said to do this, da, 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 da. And I've listened. Mm-hmm. So then when someone says, well, I don't feel like I'm going to go out and do that. And I'll be like, okay, well, why not? Well, I don't think it's safe. Well, who did you listen to whenever they said it wasn't safe? Well, the governor and the CDC. Okay, well, then why wouldn't you listen to them when they said it's time to mm-hmm. go back out? So I'm going to go out and hang out with my friends. And then I'm going to start integrating back out into the world as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very excited. I live downtown. I bought a home downtown. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to go back out uh, inside out. The bar downtown is opening. Can't wait to go back there. They have a drink there called the bloody Burnett named after hey. me. Very excited about that. Spoke with the owners, founders, uh, speakeasy. They've been doing lots of work down there. They're ready to go. I'm always curious because I haven't been down there. Never yet. been there. I was uh, actually in the building the other day. Oh, I was downstairs. I haven't been down there yet. I saw the new uh, room that they fixed up and added. I want to, I want you to bring back the chicken nuggets. Uh, nugget night. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny that you say that. Oh, okay. Because I've already brokered that. <gasps> nice for us. Yes, I'm so excited. So you last week we had a night where we were hanging out after the show, uh, and you were like, "I want to do a podcast downtown on first Fridays." Mm-hmm. Well, I've already talked to them, and they said yes. And they said, "Why don't we do a nugget night?" Yes. 
right out there in front. Okay, for those who don't know, what is a Nugget yeah. Night? So Nugget Night, uh, Founders Speakeasy, which is is a secret bar mm. downtown. If you walk into the El Rey Liquor Store, they have you go online, non-COVID, you go online and they have a password. And you get the password, you go on online, you walk in and you tell them the password and the, the door... So when you walk in, there's like a looks like a walk-in refrigerator inside mm-hmm. the liquor store. It's not. It's a it's a fake wall. And there's a secret door. And you go down, you like once you get the password, they let you in and you go downstairs and there's a bar. And they, they could hold probably at the time pre-COVID 15 people. Mm. Now it's like 20. Okay. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it feels like a lot when you're down there. Sure. And they do craft cocktails, like they have they have like the smoked drinks where they like smoke a whiskey drink for you Mm -hmm. the bartenders are fantastic it's very amazing and on monday nights uh for 10 drink minimum my co-host holly ann bird she's a a comedian she would host a open mic down there and not every monday night because people thought this was every monday night but it wasn't so one of the bartenders her name is victoria and you would see her and she would be like nugget. And that was like her term of endearment. Mm-hmm. She would see me. She would call me nugget. She would see Holly Ann. She would call me nugget, call him nugget. Josh, the bartender nugget Brandon, the bar. So we started nugget nights. We were all nuggets because mm. all of us were nuggets. Sure. We were friends. We were nuggets. And um, randomly we would say nugget night. Like someone would bring it up on social media and then we would all like fall into place. And like I would go get three twenty-piece nuggets from uh, McDonald's. So that's sixty nuggets. Sixty nuggets, and then like someone else would get two twenty pieces. Someone okay. else would get two twenty pieces. Mm-hmm. So then you'd walk in as a spectator, and there would be just nuggets all across the bar, <laughs> and then sauces everywhere. I love it. And it would be nugget night, and people would come downstairs and be like, "What's with all the nuggets?" And then we would just be like, totally like assholes. It's nugget night, duh. You know. <laughs> And it was just like one of those things where people were like, oh, okay, what the fuck is Nugget Night? If you don't know, then you don't know. Get out. No, we didn't take anything no way out. But like, we'd be like, you want some nuggets or not? And they'd be like, of course I want nuggets. Right? You know? Who doesn't? And then we'd always post. Like, there's literally like Instagram posts where I have where there's like nuggets all the way down the bar. I know? love it. And uh, so, yeah. But like, is that this, those sort of shenanigans yeah. that Albuquerque has? Yeah. That not everybody does. No, no, and, no. And no, I just no, want to uh-huh. be a fly on the wall. Like, that, yeah. that's it, man. I'm happy. And, cool. uh, one thing I really love about Founders, and I really can't wait to go back, is uh, how swanky people take the place, which I love. Because, mm-hmm. it sh- you know, it is. It is a little swanky. Like, they have, you know, the $12, $13 cocktails, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you have people in there, like, they're ordering. Like, like I was in there one night, and this dude rolled in, and he was like, do you have this uh, Fit the Whiskey? And they're like, we do. It's one of the most expensive bottles we have. You know, it was like it was like four or 500 No, it was $600. And he was like, I'll buy the whole bottle. And he bought it, right? And then he's like, it was some some military thing where his friend had been killed or something. Right? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is he's like, I'll buy the whole bottle and we'll do shots until it's gone. Whoever wants to do shots. And then they were like, who wants to do a shot? And I was like, me. <laughs> and I mean, I was, you know, it's like super expensive. And uh, that's happened a couple of times mm-hmm. where there's like a random, I'm, too many people are going to want to go to this place now. It doesn't happen all the time. It just, just randomly happens. Anyway, it's at the ghetto Smiths. You have to go there at midnight. It's at the ghetto. No, it's not at the ghetto Smiths. <laughs> so anyway, but then, so then, it, you know, it has this reputation for being a little bit swanky, but then if you're like, if you're an insider like me, they treat you differently. And so they're like, so they're like, Hey man, like I go in and they're like, Hey man, we can do forties down here now. 
And I was like, uh, then I fucking want a 40. Yeah. I want a Bud Light 40. So then all, there's all these people. Like, so a lot of times there's like a line to get in. Yeah. And uh, so I'm down there and there's like these people down there and they're trying to impress their friends and they're mm-hmm. buying like the most expensive drinks. And I have a bucket of ice with a 40 beer. And keeping it classy. Keeping it classy. I was down there one time with a bunch of coworkers and um, the manager came over and he goes, hey, we bought this for you since you're a VIP. And it was a bucket of truly tall boys <laughs> in on ice. <laughs> and uh, my coworkers were like, what the hell? And they're like, he's a VIP. And they, they were just like, what the shit is this? And uh, I really miss that. Like, I miss like having fun like that, mm-hmm. you know, just, just being stupid. Yeah. And uh, I miss that kind of stuff. And like, I love, I miss the dive stuff. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like I want to take you to all the dive stuff. I, I mean, know. I'm like, literally looking forward to it. Like the, like the dragon horn. I would love I that. Oh what, what my is? God. I- Dragon horn. I, ooh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it on here. Whatever. I didn't. So I lived in Albuquerque 12 years before I knew what the dragon horn was. I feel so excited. Like, yeah. This is this is the shit right it's here. It's a hidden bar behind an Albertsons. What? You have to drive around the Albertsons. And like I thought people were pranking me when I went. And they're like, you've never met. I was like, no, I've never heard of it. Then I posted about it and people were like, I can't believe you posted about my bar that I like that I did people. I don't want people like they got mad. Like they got mad at me about okay. it. So, right. but uh, I'll take you there. I would. Th- yes, please. I would definitely. But uh, I mean, you've been to Joe's. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love, I can't wait to go back to Joe's just weird. But like, that's Albuquerque. Yeah. Like that's what I love about this town. Yeah. Like whether it's food or places to eat or mm-hmm. coffee or like weird people, like, I love like our one of our our, our was the first episode of season three was we talked to Dove Dilkin. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, it's a woodworking community. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like who who has that? No, we no. do. One thing I hate. One thing I really hate about what um, really grinds your gears. What really grinds my gears, Valkyrie, <laughs> is the people who who live here and have lived here for twenty years, their whole life, and they're like, this town is boring. Hate it. Uh, yeah. Hate it. I, I I have a I had a coworker that was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'll probably end up moving away. It's so boring here. And I was like, oh man, let me let me tap you into my life if you really are interested. Right? Are you really? And I and I'll tell people, and I always want to say this: Are you really bored, or are you bored because you want to be? You yeah. know what I mean? Because you have these people where you're like, okay, well, let's go do this, this, and this, and they're like, ah, and, uh-huh. they, and they really don't want to. So this coworker, right? Like I was like, give me a year. In a year, you'll be like, you'll be different. Yeah. And so I did. And she came back a year later, and she was like, oh my god. She's like, she's like, I'm with you. There's so much to do here, because once it's like a pipeline. Mm-hmm. You're outside of that pipeline. You know, you don't know what's going on. And then once that, like, there's a hole busted in the pipeline, and you're pushed into it. You're like, you can be overwhelmed. Yeah. At how much stuff is going on. Yeah. It's weird because like. The marketing, it's it's you're a marketing guy, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's not it's not the people's fault, it's the marketer's fault. <laughs> they're so not good at like or they or they're so everyone in Albuquerque is cheap. Like we don't want to pay for front row seats, <laughs> we don't want to pay, we all pay for the lawn. But like the same with marketers. But once they know you, they're gonna send you a thousand things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On Facebook, you're gonna get all the ads. You're gonna get the sunshine, you're gonna get L Ray, you're gonna get launch pad, you're gonna get moonlight. You're gonna get all the art shows because they know that you they know you and they know to send to you, but they don't know how to send that out to the rest of the population. But it's okay. So I'm a listener of your show, mm-hmm. and I love how you know similar to what's a baby Q. You guys, you know, this is so cool. Blah yeah, blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, but don't come here. But don't come here. 
<laughs> we don't want you. Yeah, no, no, it's like the medical waste and the needles and. The... Oh, I'm talking about Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, but it's like, do you think that if those places got the respect they deserve, it would change the nature of them? Absolutely. So, do you really want? <laughs> I mean, no, you know, and and so like right now I'm struggling with this uh, art walk. First of all, I don't think it's an art walk. It's not an art walk. Mm -hmm. So first Fridays, all of a sudden people are like very aware of this first Fridays. Mm -hmm. Well, first Fridays has been around for a long time. How long has it been around? Uh, many years. Okay, it's not just Albuquerque. It's a it's a thing that happens all over. Well, I have no idea. I've been to cool. first Fridays in Chicago. I've been okay. to first Fridays in Las Vegas. I've been to first Fridays here. First Fridays is a thing that happens in a lot of large cities. Okay, and it's where they pick an area of town, usually an artistic part of town, mm -hmm. has a lot of galleries, and they have gallery shows all over, and they're connected. Okay. And you're supposed to be able to walk from gallery to gallery to gallery, mm -hmm. and it's promote artwork so that our artists can sell, you know, it's to help artists yeah, sell their sure, work. Yeah, you know? sure, So the problem I'm having with Art Walk now is you have very little gallery and a lot more just like people vendor selling stuff. vendors just selling yeah. stuff on the street, which is fine. I have no issue with that. I understand we're, we're in, a, in, a, in a COVID time. But like, I just want people to understand this isn't the norm, and I hope it doesn't get so popular that it becomes the norm, mm. because I feel like the artists would lose. Mm -hmm. But here's what I think will happen: mm. like, I think that the downtown people hope that it keeps staying the way it does, but I don't think that's going to happen. What I think is going to happen is when everything opens up, when we're full throttle, you'll have your Top Golf, your your Cliffs Amusement Park, your you know th all the things in the Heights. It'll take a lot of that audience back up into where they're from. Hmm. I mean, they might, you know, you'll still probably have a good amount of people, but not like thousands like it's been, you know? Right. Right. Well, and also, I mean, to be fair, as far as I've seen with the city, downtown mm -hmm. has been keeping live events going one way or another. Cause there's, as far as I know, there's mm -hmm. not live events happening. No. In the Heights. And that's what there's I mean. Not, yeah. And so, and the other thing I want to kind of caveat with it is um, doing the show a long time. You talk to a lot of people around town and you have to with your show. Mm -hmm. People more or less tend to stay in their own neck of the woods. Right. So if this is, you know, looking at this and seeing how popular it is, Uptown's going to do it. Right. Knob Hill's going to do it. Right. They're all going to do but it. But then, I mean, doesn't that like make it die? That's Yeah, essentially. Doesn't it? I feel like it, well... I don't feel like it needs to die. It needs to evolve back to what it was. It needs to be back to like art galleries where people, artists, you know, selling art. Mm -hmm. And um, also downtown, once it gets its flavor back, <laughs> you will lose, lose a lot. So I would, like I was with you, we were down there last Friday. Yeah. A majority of that audience is underage. Well, when the bars all open up and you have all the people that go to bars, that underage audience will go away. Because mm -hmm. like the people who, you know, or do you think it'll be some weird hybrid? Could be a hybrid, but I think once you get that flavor back and you start seeing a little more of that. Well, it's kind of like the signs of spring. I feel like yeah. I got the little signs of spring today. Yeah. I went down to Ray to get some beer to cut bring here. And uh, I I feel like mm -hmm. I, I I was I leveled up in my downtownness because I got yelled at by a crazy woman for like two blocks. <laughs> and that's the flavor I'm talking about. Right. Uh like I was down there last we were down there last Friday. You left, but there was uh mm -hmm. Spider-Man was down there. I don't know if you saw Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. There was a guy dressed like Spider-Man, like this okay. overweight guy dressed like Spider-Man, who had a large chest. Okay. And uh, he was walking around creepily. And then when people, would one does. when people would ask him for a picture, he would line up like a normal person mm -hmm. for a picture with them. And then he, like right before the picture was taken, he pulled his mask down. And he was like balding with a ponytail. And he had a yellow mask on that said resist. 
And I laughed and I was like, yes. But hey, but that's the weirdness. I know. That's what I'm saying. You know? Like that's, that's the that's the downtown flavor, but, man. But I'm I'm cool with that. And so question, because again, you you've been you've been in and around downtown for a long time. Yeah. From my point of view, I feel like a golden age of downtown was like 10, 15 years ago. What do you think? I honestly think the, the golden age was downtown was 2002, probably. That's when you okay. had like the Shins and Crash Kill 4 and all okay. those bands. But I had only just moved here in 2000 from But so. 10 years ago, I felt it was really good. We were starting to, the problem was, and, and I hate to like say this because mm-hmm. it sounds terrible, but like uh, there's this one too. You were starting to get this thing where people were like, eh, I don't want to go see that band. I've seen them a bunch of times. And, you're, and you have this like transition of like older bands. And then younger bands. And I feel like there's a lot of times where people wouldn't go out because they were just like, I'm bored. We're and, spoiled for choice here. Right. And like people who are used to it, I could see where they're like, oh, okay, I'm bored. Right. But like, dude, I lived in Nowheresville, Midwest for right. 10 years. Right. And it was a big deal of anybody's playing. But now I know. we're about to see, I think, the resurgence. Okay. Because right. uh, you're going to have all these young bands that are uh, hungry. Like they've been, they've been ready to get out and play and now you have uh and they and it's weird because like launchpad's not stopped recording band like they've had bands playing and they've been putting them online and it's and it's all these it's like nobody's well but and so this is perfect because it leads me into a question for you because mm-hmm. you you know i've listened to episodes yeah. where you're talking to, to these different bookers and whatever yeah what kind of carryovers do you think we're going to keep from this pandemic that we've had to force you know to learn for bands or for entertainment or for downtown culture that despite it, you know, doors being open, bars mm-hmm. being open, we're going to see a hybrid. Nothing. No. Do you think we're going to stop doing online shows? And I mean, I think there's going to still be some of it, but no, nothing's going to compare to being there live. And there was a, an outlaw show downtown Sunday night. So I'm sorry, Friday night. And I mean, I saw people, people who are afraid to be close parked across the street with a, hatchback of their car several of them with their hatchbacks open tailgating watching the bands that's awesome and when the band was like everybody get close people didn't care and went up close and got close to the stage got close to each other didn't care Hmm. and i don't agree with that Mm -hmm. i I thought that was a terrible thing for the band to do yeah i mean it was outside but still still yeah i think what's going to happen is we're going to go from the the thing where you had the local show and you'd have 20 people there and they'd be struggling to now you're going to have to buy tickets ahead of time to go to a local show so for a while. Well, but okay. So for a while, and this is happening just before COVID here, you know, yeah. with the influx of people and all that stuff. I mean, one of them, do you think Albuquerque is going to become like an Austin or an LA or a Portland where, you know, it, it's less indie and more, you know, big booked vans? No, no. We don't have we don't have the infrastructure, and we we really self sabotage that. Uh, you know, I mean, the the one thing that that we're not going to change is we're cheap. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I know that that sounds awful, but like for example, I'm not just going to say that because it's a thing people say. Prophets of Rage, which is uh, Rage Against the Machine with the real from Cypress Hill and uh, what's his name from uh, Public Enemy. Anyway. They they set up they they scheduled a show at the at the Isleta Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Well, week one ticket sales were all grass seats, and they were like, no, and they canceled the show because of it. 
A lot of people don't know why they canceled the show. That's why they canceled the show. I know. Mm-hmm. I asked. Yeah. And they moved it to El Paso. Well, those are things I don't I don't think are ever going to change here. I just don't think they will. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. We have a big influx on population. Maybe it will. Well, because we've seen things like Sawmill, for example. Mm-hmm. You know. You're right on that. But here's what's here, downtown is a different animal, though. You you have the first of all, downtown has an edge. Mm-hmm. People vomit all over the place. I live down there and man, I would literally walk down the street and there'd be like three or four vomit puddles. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I'm totally, I love that punk rock, boom, boom. And uh, there's an edge to it. So you push away a lot of the people who have money. Now, Sunshine will have a show or El Rey will have a show. And those are the two venues where they could have those shows. Other than that, it's like Sister Bar. Sister Bar can have a show, but they, they can't hold that many people. I mean, there's not many venues downtown. Like Austin's different where it has plenty of venues where they can. So have it's them. an infrastructure thing. I, yeah. And then, and then you have a couple of landlords who are old school and terrible and people don't want to pay money. I mean, unless something drastically changes that, you know, those people are forced to sell their buildings and you bring in some people who come in and change everything drastically. It will not. No. Well, you know, it's funny. I remember uh, who was it? We were interviewing as with Lindsay and I, yeah. I remember we were in the back part of thirsty. Okay. And the, and it, he said, uh, the best thing about Albuquerque is that it's surrounded by New Mexico. Yeah. Like, so like that it's sort nice. of culture, Yeah, you know, we've been doing something similar to that culturally speaking for a long time. Well, the other thing too is we're not a big hub. Mm-hmm. Denver's a big, we have too many hubs around us. We have Denver, Dallas, Dallas, and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's so weird to me how so many people just don't catch on to this. Cause every time a big show is announced, it's always a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And people go, why not Friday? Why not Saturday? And it's like, because those shows are in Dallas, They're passing Phoenix, through. or Denver. Yeah. yeah. Well, so Albuquerque is so cheap. Things started to change where like these bands were like booking on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and people were like, I'm not going to go. So, and th- this isn't like I'm, I'm making this up. This is actually, I know from promoters, they've told me stories. You'd have bands that were like, instead of booking a show, uh, they, they'd park their bus at uh, a Walmart or they'd park their bus in a parking lot. And book no show. And tonight, the Wednesday, Thursday night in Albuquerque was a take a, take a sleep rest night. And it just wasn't worth, it's not worth for them because people don't come out. And so for it to become an Austin or, or, or something like that, it'd be really tough. And that's sad. I mean, I, I, would I want to see it? Yeah, sure. I mean, I love my city. I want it to thrive, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I do also like that punk rock culture where we're just us against the world. Well, you know, and it's funny because I feel like Albuquerque rubbed off on me. So when I moved yeah. out in a way, kind of spread my own professional wings. And then COVID kind of helped nurture it too. It helped me reevaluate what I actually care about. And I think a lot of it did for mm-hmm. a lot of people too. We talked about mental health earlier. And I feel like me, not just in word, but in deed, being able to say, okay, these things are actually important to me. Mm-hmm. I care about work so much as it pays bills, sure. to be honest. Sure. And I like what I do. Mm-hmm. But when five o'clock comes, four thirty comes, it's time to hang. Stay, yeah, I, I it's 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 my life, and then work mm-hmm. on the periphery. Yeah. And so I feel like Albuquerque has a very a very good sense of that too. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have work, and we we work hard, and we have things that we do, and things that we love professionally. But because of the nature of how this environment is, and this atmosphere is, it's never going to get big enough. No. To where. You know, we're like a corporate slave, you know. No, 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 no. Which I love. It, I love that. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like you have these cities 
They become the id city for a little mm-hmm. while. You have the you have, and I'm from Portland. I know. know. <laughs> you have San Francisco. You have Oakland. You have Portland. Uh, you have Seattle. You have uh, Denver. And uh, I don't want to be that. I don't no. want these people to come in, raise the property value, uh, change change the environment, change the culture. Then you know all the original people have to move away, and then it's over, and then they all move away, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. Nah, no thanks. Well, yeah, and and again, it's kind of happened in Santa Fe. Oh, it happened a long time ago. You right know, now. and it's like not here. When I was a kid growing up, man, Santa Fe was like taps. Yeah. Like you went there, and it was like mystical, and like there was you know the people selling jewelry. There was weirdos, weirdos everywhere, <laughs> weirdos everywhere. And uh, I just remember that as a kid, and my mom's like, "There's a bunch of weirdos here." Right. And uh, now you go there, and it's like. All ritzy, four hundred dollars for a pair of denim jeans. I remember I went into a gallery once, yeah. and and I remember this. There's another tourist there, and he was looking at you know one of the art pieces. And he's like, "Oh, how, how, how much is that? I, I want to buy it." And the person, uh, um, <laughs> you know, said, "You know, like what was it like fifteen? And it's like, oh, fifteen hundred. Yeah, I can do that." And he's like, "No, fifteen thousand. Yeah, and, and the person's like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know," and it's like. I don't want that to happen here. I like Sell your I car. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bad Chris. Um, I like going to Santa Fe still. I like poking around and stuff, but it's not the same. Yeah. You know, and where's the balance between this kind of like mass gentrification and also keeping the roots? Oh, yeah, yeah. You and know? like regular people can't live in town. No. They live in the outskirts. And for people who are like, you know, living out in the world, they're like, oh, Santa Fe. Yeah, you know, I don't understand that. I don't either. I don't get it. I'm from New Mexico. Where? Where? Huh? You either say Roswell or Santa Fe, and they go, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. So I know. I remember when I I watched Rent, and they're like, "We're moving to Santa yeah. Fe." And oh, I was yeah. like, "What the hell? Why is that on here? Yeah. Why? Don't, Why? Don't do it. Don't do it." I don't get it. But I've run into people like Lindsay. Like, again, Lindsay and I, what we're having, <laughs> we're having lunch up at uh, one of the restaurants, uh, La Fonda, I think. Mm-hmm, yeah. And. uh and the waitress is like, oh yeah, we just my boyfriend and I moved here. Like we, we just came to visit, and we just never left. And yeah. I feel like I've heard that story like five times from five different people. I always like, I always like when someone's like, yeah, I just moved to Santa Fe, and I go, oh, I have a question for you. In the upcoming Albuquerque versus Santa Fe war, which side will you be on? <laughs> and they're like, what? And I was like, nothing oh, coming, nothing. Never mind. I know which which side to mark you on. <laughs> just kidding. I just feel like. Right now, we're in a strange time where there's nothing to do right now. And we have this, you know, I'm living downtown. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I know like people are like, oh, we should want it to get better. Da, da, da. I do want it to get better, but I don't, I just don't want it to be like gentrified and tourist. I don't want it to be a tourist place. Yeah. I like the punk rock attitude. I like, yeah. you know, and that's me. That's not everyone that lives downtown. Well, I mean, it's a lot of people live downtown, but like, I like the <laughs> punk rock downtown. You know, I like, I like going down and seeing my friends that are like, you know, they wear like a, a denim vest with a lot of patches on them and, you know, might not shower for a couple of days. I like, I like those people, man. Right. I like real people. Yeah. That's what I like. I like being downtown and I like real people. Yeah. I don't like this, like, you know. Safe. Safe, false. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. No, no. I, I totally agree. And yeah. so, like, okay, one of the big reasons I lo- I, I look forward to every year in mm-hmm. Hannibal, they have this, the, the U.S. largest, uh, sorry, second largest uh, steampunk convention. Mm-hmm. And so for a glorious long weekend, the fifth of us that live in town that are the weird ones got to like come out in public, come out of the shadows, you know? Yeah. And like the rest of town was like, what's a steampunk, you know? And um, I loved it. I looked forward to it. And it went from like a little parking lot to the entire downtown when I was there and I was a part of it. It was like 
a shadow of being back in Albuquerque. You know, yeah. it's that it's that punk rock. It's that weird. It's that underground. It's that small. It's that indie. Mm-hmm. It's the legitimate real people. I've got to say it like this: mm-hmm. there was a couple of years ago, and I mean, you you would go down a couple of years ago. You know, uh, pre-COVID, mm-hmm. you go downtown on a Friday, Saturday night. It's packed. Yeah, it's full throttle sure. busy. And I mean, you know, you have you know, we we'd always talk about don't go west of Fourth Street or whatever. And, uh, you know, you, you certainly have a different crowd that hangs out at the library, a different crowd that hangs out at Posh or Cake or whatever. But I, I took my parents downtown, my elderly parents. Mm-hmm. And we're walking downtown Albuquerque at 11 o'clock on a Friday. Is it safe? Well, and that's what my mom said. <laughs> my mom said, well, how's this going to go? And I told her, I said, well, it may not be safe, but it's safe for me and it's safe for you. And they went, oh, okay. And they understood. And, like, we walked down the street, and, I mean, we ran into people that, like, if my parents were by themselves, they wouldn't talk to those people whatsoever. And those people would come up and hug me, you know, the leather jacket wearing, the mohawk, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And it took that one night, and they understood. They went, oh, wow. And they saw how many people, like, went, you know, like, I'll, I'll do it for you. Like, we'll yeah. go down there. And, like, then they understood, like, oh, wow, you're, you know, this is, this is your community, yeah. Yes. And it's not just like a right. marketing term. No. It's not just like no. it's real. Mm-hmm. And I feel like real isn't short yeah. supply. If some dude walked up and punched me in the face, I wouldn't have to do a thing. Yeah. A lot of other people would do things to them. Mm-hmm. And it would not, you know, it'd probably yeah. not be good. But like that's my community. Like we mm-hmm. and like it's weird because like people I've told this lots, lots of times. So the downtown community is its whole scene, it's like its whole thing. And we all talk to each other. We really do. And whenever you hear like downtown is dangerous, it's because of St. Patrick's Day, New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. these like holidays where people yeah. come down from the Heights or the West Side and they get a babysitter and they haven't drank for a while. And then so it's crazy. Like that's yeah. when all the fights happen. Yeah. That's when all the crazy stuff happens. Well, none of us are down here. We, we skip those nights. We call them like, you know, amateur hour or weekend warrior. And you'll find us like on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like we don't do stuff. New Year's Eve, we're always at a house party. Yeah. Off downtown. And I mean, if you get to go to that party, off the hook. Right. Well, no. And every now and again, <laughs> I get to go and it's like, oh, oh you'll get to go now. Yeah. No. See, <laughs> so it's, it's fascinating that you mentioned yeah. that because, okay, so when we lived in Missouri, yeah. uh, Steph's, some of Steph's relatives, my, my, my wife's relatives lived just outside of St. Louis in Ferguson. Mm-hmm. We would park our car there and go to, and get it right at the airport. It's Ferguson. You know, Ferguson, yeah. Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, a problem. Never a problem. People yeah. who live there, they all said the same thing. All of that trouble, like what okay, the event happened. That that yeah, happened. That but happened. but afterwards, all, all the insaneness yeah. came from people who came from somewhere else. That's right. They come in from outside. And I thought that was fascinating. And I think it, it's fascinating that you're, you're, you're saying it again here too. Well, and, you know? and it's crazy because like, I remember like there's two different New Year's Eve parties I've been to mm-hmm. where like they just DJs just come in. No pay. Like no one's paid. Yeah. They just come in and DJ all night long. Three DJs. People party to like four or five in the morning and like no fights. And it's just like crazy fun. And then like you'll, you'll know like it's funny because like there's been like one issue and it was people no one knew. And yeah, every no, time, and, and every time. So it's like, where's this bad rap coming I from? I don't know. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so yeah. people come in, but then you smash cut to downtown and there's like people who haven't drank in a while and they start drinking and they like, someone looked at their wife and they punch face. And right. 
someone the wife's over there throwing up and it's it's like so it's son like, of a you know it's like uh and then they're like downtown is dangerous as shit you know the danger came from the heights yeah. and from rear rancho yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's on the news you know. uh, yeah like i was down there one night and there was this girl just sitting in her own urine and thrown up on herself and i walked up to the cop and i was like officer that girl's like in a bad way because she wasn't even conscious. Yeah. And he's like, you don't think I can have fuck? And he's like, you don't think I have any effing eyes? You don't think I can see? And I was like, okay, well, I was just making sure because I was worried about her. And uh, it's rough like that. Yeah. It's like, okay. I have two different branches of conversation. I feel like mm-hmm. it could go either way. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah I've seen, I mean, it's just one of those things. So like, mm-hmm. I just learned everybody's like, yeah, you don't go, you don't go downtown on those nights. That's amateur hour. We don't do that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And like when they taught me, I learned, I was like, okay. Where do we go then? They're like, oh, we're having a party over here. Come over here. But you know, people who have listening for a long time have picked up. You're in town. You know what this means. Yes, for the high school, I went to La Cueva. Gross. I know. Gross. I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. Super, I, super gross. I don't have those those uh, prejudices. Okay. Thank well, God. Th- yeah. Well, thanks. Because usually yeah. it's like, oh, great. No, I know, I though. Never. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I feel like. This might have just been my own. It's like it's like what La Cueva, El Dorado, and Del Norte. They're like everybody. Yeah, yeah. So so again, this could have just been my experience, but I feel like there's a lot of like Irish Catholic silence in the culture there. Mm -hmm. And personally, I feel like if that have found a healthy way to work out instead of getting babysitters to go on benders two nights a year downtown, (laughs) you'd you'd be a lot happier. You know. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't have, you know, all that pent up. Yeah. And you wouldn't have then the cops that have been exposed to it, you know, God right, knows right, how many right. times. No, yeah. No kidding. You know, because, yeah. because people, I'm happy for how downtown is. Yeah. But I also like, it doesn't need to be the rest of the city's like dumping ground. Yeah. You know? No. But it is in stay away. <laughs> medical <laughs> waste and medical waste, blood and, pools. Yeah. Blood pools, vomit, car uh, fires, everything. People just flip a car over, light it on fire. Be careful where you park. No, I I did that earlier. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I just, I love doing that. I think no, that's no, fun. no, it's no, like, no. It's great. Watch out, blood pools. Right. What? But like, what's a blood pool? Oh, you'll find out. Oh, uh, just blood pool. But, but like, so okay. For a second here, I I have to represent where I live right now, South yeah. Valley, deep oh. deep South Valley. Yeah. Okay. And I'll never let Linda down, or she picked me up to go doing to do a, a, a episode interview once. And there's always cops pulled over the side of the road. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? He's like, oh, it's probably dead body in the field or whatever. Oh, yeah. I was like, don't, don't dog on where I live. You no, know? Right, right. Yeah. It could be a dead animal. They were taking selfies with a horse. Oh, of course. It was, it was the most cute, harmless, you know, like this is the best. Yeah. I agree with you, man. South Valley is my people. Like, you know, that's like, I've grown up, I grew up in Eastern New Mexico. Mm-hmm. And if you ask, like, in what part of town do I feel the most this is home comfortable? Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because, like, I, you know, I bought a home and I needed a farm jack. Yeah. And, you know, I say farm jack and most people don't know what it is. And I looked all over Albuquerque. You know where I found it? Take a wild guess. O'Reilly's in the South Valley, man. That's right. And I walked right in and I said what I needed and they knew exactly what it was. Nowhere else had it. And so it's like, okay. Am I annoyed that the city still hasn't fixed the lights on the the Rio Bravo bridge over over Rio Grande? Yeah. Sure, because it, it, by the way, the city it's been that way for years. Fix it if you want like genuine community and warmness. And like my dog got out two weeks ago and it ran into somebody else's backyard, and they they had alpacas. <laughs> 
and so I'm having to like get the dog and there's alpacas and the, the, the wife, the wife of the you know, homeowner, cause she comes out and yeah. she's like, Oh, your dog get out here. Let me help you here. I'll take care of the alpacas and blah, 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 blah. You know? And it's like, I get like stink up yeah. and cops called on me, you know, like it was just normal, you know? Yeah. Well, I, so <laughs> I, I just bought a house, you know, this, like I didn't, like I only have two houses to the left mm-hmm. of me. And I still haven't seen the neighbor who lives in the house left to me. So I've only seen the neighbor who lives in the house two houses down from me once. Mm-hmm. And she's outside and I walk up and I'm like, excuse me. And she like turns around. I said, yeah, I'm I'm Chris. I just moved in over there. And she's like, I'm blah, blah, blah. Give us your phone number. And when you go out of town for three days, we'll watch your house. Immediately, awesome. That's immediately Perfect. where she went. Yeah. Not like, oh, oh, cool. What do you want? No, she was like, oh. All right, well, give us your phone number and we'll watch your house. Right. And I was like, all right. Yeah. Cool. And, and then she's like, my dad lives next door, blah, 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 blah. And, the, and they just, that was like where it went. It like went immediately. And I was immediately like, awesome. Wow. Cool. You know? And then, I, you know, then I asked a couple of questions and I got some questions answered. So it was very cool. But like, I feel like a lot of times, especially during COVID, we really don't think of the word community hmm. in our society. And if you live somewhere, and you don't feel like it's a community, why not? Why is it not a community? Why and how can you make it that way? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're saying like your dog gets out, then yeah. everybody's like, oh, hey, hey, I grew up that way. So like, you know, I grew up in the farm farmlands and someone would call you on the phone. You'd be like, hey, what's up? And they're like, oh, we're over here off a mile marker <laughs> blah and your cows are out. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no. And they're like, well, we'll run them in back for you. And, right? then, and then, you know. They would. Yeah. And that's just what you did. Yeah. And I feel like that's if we did that, we would be great Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Someone's like, hey, there's someone looking in your windows. You want me to call the cops? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be great. One of the things, you know, with this show has been trying to encourage that, whether it's yeah. you going out to a cool place around town right. or, you know, buying something online or just making where you live better. Right. You know? That's what I feel is the good, good bit, the good heart of Albuquerque, well, you know? Well, what I love about this show is everyone has a chain that they love, like whether it's a restaurant, mm-hmm. whether it's a big box store, whatever. The thing that in our society is we've, we've gotten so lazy with convenience that, uh, you know, we go to the big box store, we go to whatever. And then we, we don't realize that there's local people in our local community that have things that we want. Not, not like we should go support them. I always hate that. Go support local. No, 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 no. Go out into the local and find out that there's things that you actually need. Mm-hmm. Don't just support it to support it. Because we, you know, we we want local businesses to like adapt to what people need. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, then you know it's like awesome. That's that's a working, literally yeah. functioning community. Yeah, it's a functioning community. Like, you yeah. know, just recently I, I ran out of coffee. Yeah. Right. And usually I'm I'm pretty good at switching off between Zendo and Castle. Right. Okay. Because they're both excellent. I, I literally, like, Steph actually likes Zendo better. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Castle. I like Castle. Okay. I went to Zendo today because I, yeah. I hadn't been there in a while, and I went to Castle a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I couldn't make it to either of them. So, I, you know, I broke down, and I went to the, the you know, store near my house or whatever, and I got some, you know, the best I could there, knowing it wasn't going to be the same. Right. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and I have to, like, drink the stuff now because yeah. I haven't <laughs> It's like I, I wish I was somewhere local because I know they're literally better, better and they're yeah. good people and they're supplying what I want and what I need. Right. You know? 
Yeah. That's that's an ecosystem. Where it's yeah. Like, but the problem with local is they don't have the marketing budget. So that's what mm-hmm. where we come in. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where we're and, and then we're also like, hey, here are these folks who are doing this business. Yeah. And here's the face to the name. You know, yeah. it's like so that's that's what the show is, and that's what's great about it. And I can't wait to do more. And I can't wait till we can actually like if you really want to know what I can't wait to do, I can't wait till we can go out and actually like record on location on where location. we're at. Because, like, I mean, we can really – it's really tough doing the Zoom thing and, like, you yeah. know, internets. Not everyone has good internet. Yeah. And, uh, it's difficult. So. And there's nothing like being on location for these no, places. No. You know, for, for us as interviewers, but also, you know, people are listening, especially people who have, you know, moved away or part of the military or whatever, right. and they hear that that background noise. And it's like, that's 2nd Street. That's central. That's you know, but literally it is. Well, if someone's you know? shooting. That's a uh, international. <laughs> oh, that's sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> I know those gunshots. <laughs> right, right, right. I know those gunshots. That's the zoo. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. So right on. So yeah. yeah. So th- this has actually been pretty a pretty great episode to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I've had a great time. Me too. We look forward to post COVID and everybody getting vaccinated so we can get out and see everybody Definitely. and uh we we did you know talk about this a little bit we will be if you go out for first fridays we are going to be out we podcasting and we actually ran into a well mm-hmm. sorry the first time i was out i ran into a listener of the show oh nice it was an artist i uh, can't remember first fridays yeah the first time i went it was uh yeah. march yeah i was like and i was like yeah i'm with what's the pbq and he's yeah. like i listened to that nice i was like Awesome. That's we're, so cool. Yeah, we're gonna do like a co Tendrick minimum what's up ABQ yes thing. I am excited for that. Yeah. And also if you're listening and you want to be on the show, you know, you think you fit the bill, whatever, mm-hmm. just reach out to us. We're always yeah. looking for people to have on. Absolutely. If you have a business, we've probably done enough coffee shops for a while. I mean, like we like coffee and we like beer, and we like restaurants, don't get me wrong. But we wanna see something else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what else is out there. To be fair. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good. Awesome. So, um, thanks so much for listening. Tune in to Chris's show, Ten Drink Minimum. Yep. Sunday nights is uh, the last party of the weekend. Show. <laughs> I listen. I know. Nice. Uh, and until then, um, keep uh, checking out what Albuquerque has. Yeah, absolutely. You guys have a. You guys have a. Go get vaccinated and uh, come see us whenever we do First Friday. Catch downtown. Yeah, and uh, everybody be safe. Yeah. Are you looking for a good parenting podcast? <laughs> Parenting versus podcast is not it, but we do hang out, we talk, we have fun, we have conversation, talk about life, get into the nitty gritty, and at the end, we even talk about what music we're listening to. It's really cool. Parenting versus podcast is a parenting podcast, kind of, but not really. It's me and Lindsay talking about what's on our mind. Check us out wherever you listen to podcasts at Parenting VS Podcasts. Again, that's Parenting VS Podcast. And we hope that you will find as much joy in the parenting process as we do. Meet Brian, just another guy from the Northeast Heights of Albuquerque. Meet Gia, just a regular girl from Moyarty. Together, Brian and Gio made a podcast. Gio, what's news with you? I've been making a lot of promotional spots. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's confetti and balloons falling from the ceiling. What kind of podcast is it? It's a great one. Listen to Brian and Gio made a podcast. Every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) On your favorite podcatcher. Is that what they're called? Podcatchers? Yeah, they're called podcatchers now, I guess. So, Chris, what are we going to talk about for season three of What's a Baby Q? Well, Ryan, you see that guy screaming on the bus? (laughs) 
Find out on the show. Ooh, I love that guy. Or how about a real live alien? Ooh, that's cool. How about a dairy farmer? How about a talking chili? How about a fireman? Ooh, how about just two hours of beer pouring into a can? A statue. A streetcar. An art bus. <laughs> Several art buses. Catch the next episode of What's Up ABQ Season 3. What's Up ABQ is a proud member of the Barillas Podcasters Guild. 